0: The J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Fried coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your email, your questions, your stories. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. That's what it's all about. You tell a friend, a co-worker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, let them know. Sing it from the rooftops, baby girl. I listen to J-Train. He answers my emails. Please check it out for yourself. He drinks his coffee with one splendor during the episodes. Listen, we got your emails. I'm going to do a coronavirus rant of the day. I'll do a charcuterie chat and then your quick hit questions and we're out of here. Uh, let's get into it. J Train podcast at gmail.com. J podcast at gmail.com. Quarantine. COVID made him do it the distance that is. I met my boyfriend in January of this year. Then due to Corona, he left to go live with his parents at the end of March. He works in an office setting and once his company asked all employees to work from home, that is when he moved in with his parents in a different state since he lives in a studio apartment. Did I read that completely wrong? He works in an office setting, and once his company asked all employees to work from home, that is when he moved in with his parents in a different state since he lives in a studio apartment. Okay. I understood the reason to go live with his parents is uh, he would have more space to work, and I'm currently living with my sister in a small apartment, so quarantining altogether would have been too much. I work in a heart lab, so I'm not able to work from home or leave the state, et cetera. We are currently six hours away from each other. We have been apart for two months now with no end in sight. The reason being that his company has not given word as to when their employees can come back, and there is the threat that some people may be let go soon. My boyfriend is obviously concerned about his job security, and I'm trying to be supportive and understanding of his worries. But my issue is, how are we to progress forward in a very new relationship Relationship when there is no end date in the distance, uh, we text and talk on the phone almost every day, but there really isn't any other form, uh, and there really isn't any other effort from him to help this relationship move forward. I.e., sending cards or notes, wine, FaceTime dates, etc. When I am suggesting them, how do I be supportive of him during this time, and how to feel more secure in the relationship when it's really bothered me that I have no idea when I'll see him next? Thanks for your unfiltered advice. Uh, so. Here's what I would say, let's, let's start at we don't know. We don't know when your boyfriend's gonna come back to work, we don't know when we can uh, kinda have a back to a quote unquote normal life. So we have no idea, which is fine. So let's stop looking towards the abyss of I don't know. We know that, let's just, know, let's stay in the land of what we know. You right now feel like it. the relationship has stopped on its toes it has stopped right here you're saying there's no any I uh isn't any other effort from him to help this relationship move forward sending cards okay so are you asking for those things and he's just saying no or are you asking for those things and he's not doing them he's just kind of hearing you out and then going yeah okay i think you need to be more direct with kind of the next few weeks to a month so what what do I mean by that? You are currently six hours away from each other. You can both hypothetically hop a car and meet three hours in the middle, do an Airbnb at some sort of lake that you've never heard of before and have your own little mini fucking sexy getaway to the middle of Pennsylvania or wherever the fuck you are. So that can happen. Then you can get creative. I'll tell you my own personal experience. I uh, started dating my girlfriend um, and then... In the middle of me doing a, uh, so you see, I wear all these college hats all the time. I went to different college stadiums every week uh, for the whole football season two years ago. So during that time, my girlfriend and I were dating in the same position as you. It took us getting creative. It took both of us working to get creative. Hey. So we don't. you get done with this in December. What are we going to do now? And then I could say, hey, why don't you come with me to LSU? Why don't you come? We'll do a weekend here. Start looking at the calendar together. If he won't look at the calendar with you, then he only wants that level of relationship. And you probably haven't found it out because of the distance. The distance has set you free to thinking, well, we've been together since January. Well, you were actually together since you said you met in January. So you've been together maybe a month. But it feels like more because this is the person you left behind to go quarantine somewhere else or he left you behind. So I think you need to stop. I think it's easy to go, well, it's so far off. It's off in the distance. We don't know what will come. You do know what the next two weeks are going to be. In two weeks, you guys could meet three hours in the middle and go to a lake and be at a Airbnb. And you're both young people and you wear your masks and you scrub everything down and you do your best. Or you say, hey, I want a wine FaceTime date. Make it happen. He either, and I know that doesn't feel good, but I, I've had that moment with my girlfriend where she's like, what the fuck's going on here? Make something happen. And you either do you don't. And I, I, you know the, the problem with you is that you're very in a very new relationship. So you don't know what his level of effort is four months in in a normal situation. You might have already dumped him at this point. J train podcast at gmail.com J podcast at gmail.com can't vibe with his best friend. I've been with my boyfriend for three years. Our families and friend groups merge really well. I do wish I got along better with his best friend. Let's call him Joe joe has never tried to get to know me cold and standoffish at best once he even mocked me in front of a group of our friends for being too young and still in school aka i was working full time while getting my master's oh my god this guy's brutal look at oh look at the baby getting her master's degree we're going to school at night like what a dickhead um but he moved to another city, a plane right away, so I didn't see him much. However, at a wedding a few months ago, out of the blue, across the dinner table, so all could hear, Joe starts talking about a girl my boyfriend had seen for a total of three months, literally five years ago. My boyfriend was the one to end things because she had started talking about next steps, moving in, even marriage, and he didn't want to get serious with her. So Joe said, bro, you know she's still not over you. I hear she still has a crush on you. I'm not jealous or worried about this girl, but this was so random and classless to bring up. I agree. Like, what is this guy? Hey! Hey! Yo, Sammy! You know your ex still wants to fuck you! What up, Rachel? How's the master's degree going? He sounds like a piece of shit. My boyfriend did confront him to say that the comment wasn't cool, but Joe never apologized to me. My boyfriend says Joe and I not getting along isn't a big deal because he is happy with me and that the two of them aren't as close as since he moved away. Should I chalk this up to a difference in personality between Joe and I and not engage with him when I see him or can I do anything to get on better terms with him? Well, the fact that you're writing this email means you're a better person than Joe. I I think the fact that you're like, hey, I got a boyfriend, I like this boyfriend, Um, he's got this friend, we don't seem to hit, hit it off, he makes me feel uncomfortable, here's two examples. How do I make this better? You're in the land of I'm working on it. He's in the land of I'm a piece of shit. Here's what I will say, your boyfriend is not, it's not your boyfriend's best friend anymore. They may have been best friends once, but your boyfriend seems to be growing up and dating you and being in a relationship and Joe seems to be left in the past. So Joe will at some point feel this. I do think Joe will feel this because the closer you get with your boyfriend is really the more he removes himself from Joe. That's just natural path of relationships. All of my friends, I have good friends that you go, hey, what do you, I remember when I was single, I have good friends, that I'd be like, what are you doing this weekend? They're like, I'm doing, you know, my mom, my mother-in-law's thing. I got the kids thing. The calendar, when you get in a relationship, the calendar fills up with non-friend things that supersede friend things. So Joe, by natural uh growth of your boyfriend will become less of a player in your boyfriend's life. So that is something you should lean on. Keep, zone in on the relationship. You guys got to get to know each other, get closer, get better, get to the next phase and and as long as you two are on the same page. I would keep uh saying to your boyfriend, I would be in the land of not personally offended. How's Joe doing? I'd be asking about him. Is he cool? You know, is he living with anyone? Is he seeing anybody? You know, I would follow him on Instagram. I'd be a, I'd be a cheerleader from social media. I would be so nice that Joe would look like a fucking crazy person for being that piece of shit that he's being, and he already does. I'm sure someone was sitting there being like, "What are you fucking?" She's getting her master's degree. What do you, what do you mean still in school? She's doing better than you. You're fucking nothing. You have a barely a college education. So like, I think you, I think when you act, because you have nothing to gain by becoming more friends with him. You have nothing to lose by really just being as nice as you can whenever he comes in contact with you. Hey, how you doing? What's been going on? And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't try and like joke with him. I would just be simple and, Nice and down the middle Because when you're simple and nice And down the middle And this guy's off in the margins Everyone goes Hey why don't you fucking relax And be nice to And then you can keep bringing it up Hey I I said hi to him And he started yelling at me For having a master's degree I don't know what the fuck that was about And then your boyfriend will go Have to confront him again And it won't be just your boyfriend I'm sure he's not the only one That has to confront him I'm sure it's their whole group of friends Because Joe doesn't want to grow up So down the middle Hey, how you been? What's going on? You good? Liking on Instagram, liking on social media, total cheerleader in any way you can, but that's it. Beyond that, no no more Joe. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. My question is regarding an old friend and upcoming wedding. We've been friends for about twenty years. I stood in her wedding and always saw her standing in mine. However, in the last few years, we haven't really stayed in touch often. She seems to reach out only when she needs something. I ended up asking my two sisters. Uh, I ended up asking my two sisters, two closest friends, and future sister-in-law to stand with me. Okay, so the brat. She's saying that she has a friend of twenty years that she would have thought would have been a, a bridesmaid in her wedding, but. Uh, She doesn't want to ask her anymore. And she has her two sisters, two closest friends, and future sister-in-law. A couple months ago, she started asking others if they knew who was in my wedding, and word got back to me. I reached out to try and reconnect, and she went off on me, saying she was completely blindsided and expected to be in my wedding. I stood my ground and told her it's not her day, and it's selfish for her to make it about her. But I also genuinely tried to make an effort to rekindle our friendship. I told her if we want to fix things, we have to... um, I said if we want to fix things, have to make an effort to both reach out and check in on one another as well as make an honest effort to hang out. She said she didn't think it was salvageable and she just and just didn't think we could ever be friend could be friends anymore. So basically I left it at well, there's not much I can say to that, but here uh, but I'm here and want to make amends if you change your mind. Okay. We haven't talked since, but a couple days ago she messaged me saying, just asking, am I invited to your wedding or no? We aren't planning anything right now as we have postponed our date and we realize everybody has their own quarantine issues and don't need to hear about our wedding. We're going to wait until we are aware of new limitations that might impact our venue or guests. Sounds, You sound very very reasonable. I'm not sure how to respond to her. It's baffling that she cares about this during a pandemic and we have uh, enough to stress about right now with both of us working overtime and knowing our plans are on hold. There's so many approaches I could take and I appreciate your help. I love this email. Um, I think this person's very aware. Just the way they're planning their wedding. I, 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 I feel her. I hear her. I think the... I think with these situations, the path you took initially, you said, I stood my ground, told her it's not her day and it's selfish for me to make it about her, but I also tried to make an effort. I told her if she wants to fix things. Uh, make it I, Like that sentence to me, she said she didn't think it was salvageable. So now she's being unreasonable. She's basically saying, uh, I'm not here to lose. And... I, I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. I'm right. Now tell me it, and I'm not going to accept anything else. And then when you said, "Well, there's not much I could say to that," but here I am. Uh, um, but I'm here, and I want to make amends if you change your mind. That is such a nice, and I think that's the that's the move with this. And you you say, "Why does she care about my wedding during a pandemic?" She's having a lot of time at home, just like the rest of us, thinking about friends that have gone, friends that are come, exes, you know, former relationships. People are taking stock. So I understand why she's reaching out to you. And to me, her asking, am I going to be invited to your wedding or no, is her immature way of opening the lines of communication. What I would write back to that is, of course you're invited. I I told you my phone is always here to call. Um, All you got to do is call, and I'm here to have the conversation with you. You stated pretty obviously this is not salvageable. I'm always going to be here for you. We have too much of a history for me not to be. You're going to be invited to my wedding. I can't wait for you to be there. But understand our friendship is different, and I'm always here to talk about that if and when you're ready. That is you going, listen, because she's coming at you with pride. She's trying to hold on to her pride. She's not being vulnerable. Am I invited or not? And it's like, yeah, you're fucking invited. You got what you want. I'm telling you you're invited to the wedding. You're not in the wedding. That's okay. We can still be... Close fucking friends with you out without you being in my wedding. The reality of life is that you disappeared and you weren't that much of a friend to me. And I would even say that, like, if it comes, if the talk comes up, because you did say that. You go, well, our friendship changed, and obviously something was unsaid. For her to get mad that she wasn't included in the wedding, this was like a test. She, I think, what what happens is with wedding parties, especially the bridal side, is like, well, if I'm not in, then there's something wrong. You know, if she wasn't, then you guys are cool. But she knew, everyone knew something was wrong. So you be, you're, you're coming to the wedding, stop it. I, I think like when you treat people like they're being children, I think back to the last email where the guys, ah, you know, Mr. Uh, you know, Shaming someone for getting their masters, you go, of course, what the fuck are you talking about? And you know, my phone is open. I'm waiting for you to call and talk this shit out. Otherwise, I'll see you at the wedding. And that's it. Because sometimes it's like family. Like this is, a fa- this is a family member, 20 years of a relationship. You don't just throw away a 20 year relationship. You go, hey, I'm here if you want to talk like adults, but I'm not here for a fight. We're going to here to fix it up. We're not here to go backwards. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Jealous over co- over boyfriend's quarantine lifestyle. There's a recent COVID-related situation with my boyfriend of two years. I want to get your opinion on. For context, I'm 30, he's 27. We've been long distance for most of our relationship as we work in the yachting industry. Ooh, he's from Europe and I'm American, but we work all over the world. We've been able to see each other relatively frequently and make it a point to spend birthdays, holidays together and have met each other's friends, family, and even coworkers. No 90 day fiance surprises here. Okay, good. We decided he would quit his job. We decided, okay, I'm just pointing out words. I haven't read this yet. We decided he would quit his job so we could finally move in together to my place at the end of March. He already has a visa that, that allows him to live and work in the U.S., but his flight was scheduled for right after the European travel ban went into effect and was canceled. Now we're stuck apart and haven't seen each other for, only, for nearly five months with no end in sight because fra- travel restrictions are still in place indefinitely. Wow, this is a situation. For the first month and a half of quarantine, we were both in similar situations, still working but locked down in our boss's yacht yachts man this is like below deck however we then each return to our respective homes him to his childhood home on a small mediterranean island oh my god there's so many mama mia uh it's seriously like paradise i would go there fuck this place um and me to my parents uh to my apartment in coastal new england town You guys are out of a rom-com. And this is when some serious relationship issues seem to arise. His country locked down early and largely avoided COVID. So by the time he got home, most of his friends who had all also returned from their lives in different parts of the world were taking the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reconnect, party, and enjoy the island in the spring, summertime without any tourists. Wow. Wow. This is a pro, I understand. Meanwhile, I'm sitting alone on my couch watching Netflix and trying not to eat my weight in snacks. For our entire relationship, we've spoken almost every day, sometimes for hours during quarantine, but he suddenly has such a busy social schedule, he'll often forget to call when he says he will, barely text, although he's always been a terrible texter, or will only call when he gets home drunk at 5 a.m., his time leaving me to wonder, what's he been up to that he couldn't find the time for even a quick check-in? This has led to a few blow-up fights where threats of a breakup uh, were thrown around, mostly by me, and he has gotten better at communicating now that he knows how seriously the lack of communication sends me down a downward spiral of anxiety and and irrational thinking." He's never given me a reason to distrust him. However, I'm really struggling to keep my feelings of jealousy in check at the moment. I'm not so much jealous of other girls he's hanging out with as much as they're mostly his friends he's known forever and I know we have a strong bond and he's committed to me, but I guess the envy of his quarantine lifestyle's bring out a nasty side of myself. I do, that I don't like. He's a social butterfly and I'm a bit introverted, so it's hard for me to understand his desire to be out with friends every night uh, every night of the week. He says it helps him cope and he'd rather be out and keeping busy than sitting at home feeling Lonely. I feel like a bad person for thinking this but it was almost better when we were both in equally shitty COVID quarantines any tips for keeping my emotions under control before they ruin my otherwise great relationship I find myself lashing out at him because I'm of my own insecurities and I hate the way I sound but I can't seem to find uh, help myself would love your perspective on the situation man I gotta say this is a tough one um for uh, a million reasons um I think there's an element of this in all of us. I think right now I did a post the other day. It's on my Instagram about how being in quarantine in New York feels like you're grounded while the rest of the country is on spring break as they open. And then you see the comments underneath and people are like, well, I guess they'll be dying then. At least you won't die. And it's like that also sounds like they're cheering for people to die to be right you know, so it, it is a weird thing where envy is heightened right now. The people with beach houses telling us we're all in it together. We're like, go fuck yourself. The people, you know, the celebrities that try to sing like, Kumbaya. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Um, the it, And it goes all the way down the board. It doesn't have to be a billionaire for you to be envious. You can go, oh, look at you in Florida. You guys are going to the bars. You don't seem to care about old people. And it's like, you know, it, it's really tough to not go down a negative, dark path. It's the dark side, if you've watched Star Wars. Um, I hear where she stands. I, and it, it all, you know, it, and it is funny that it like, it kind of all, see, it, you could also look at it as, oh, look, look how convenient it is for you. Flight gets canceled, back on your home island, partying like it's Mama Mia, singing there with the dancers, playing little cymbals in your hands. Like, I, I do understand where you could go down the road of, like, this is what you want. This isn't where you have to be. From his perspective, look at the, you know, statistics are out there. People are drinking more than ever. Um, people are eating more than ever you said the quarantine 15 you're not trying to eat, you're trying not to eat your weight and snacks people are coping with this by drinking on you know zoom and all this stuff so his excuse of like I don't want to be lonely at home that makes sense too and also hey we have this opportunity like you know you see a lot of people that are like we're gonna go spend the summer at a lake you know and 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 you go, Yeah, I I kind of understand that. Like, there's a piece of me that wants to just jump in a car and drive cross country just because you have the time. So, I understand where he's coming from. I understand where you're coming from. This is all to say that I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you to not. I think it's okay to feel the way you do. I think, you know, I don't think trying to change him and how he's spending. I mean, like all this quarantine stuff, all this pandemic stuff is so personal to everybody. We're all dealing with grief and change at the exact same time. So we're, we're all going through. It. It's not like you can say, well, mine's worse than yours. His is just as bad as it is over here. And I know his Island wasn't hit, but still I'm, I'm, I'm going on and on, but I'm all, this is all to say that your feelings are justified. His feelings are justified. He does seem like he's trying, Um I think you guys gotta, you know, I maybe it's having more creative ways to talk. Maybe, I, and I know it feels weird when you're, you know, uh, you're a months a month away from moving in together, and now you're like, well, now we have to talk about what a FaceTime date will be like, and now we have to talk about maybe watching a movie together over Zoom, and those things do feel weird to do, but maybe now's the time to do them to make you feel better. Maybe ask them for a little bit of an effort to like, how about how about this? How about he gets creative once a week, you get creative with a date once a week. And you guys both take turns figuring out ways to talk in a different way. And I know because you guys have been together and you were planning on moving in together, it feels weird to do that, but now's the time to do that. And instead of just letting this go, time go by as you get angrier and angrier at him. I understand, I... I, I it's very tough because... No one can tell you what the future will bring. All you can say, and I bring up this negotiation table a lot with relationships, but I think negotiation's better than yelling at him, and it's better than getting jealous at him. And your jealousy is understandable. I'm sitting here in New York looking at Instagram stories going, fuck, maybe I should go somewhere else. And, and I'm doing that. I'm, I'm already in Florida when I'm, as the, at the time of this release at my parents' house. So, you know, I, I get it. Podcast at gmail.com podcast at gmail.com let me go through the sponsors we have sponsors all week long if their they're, if they're promo codes or their website can help you you use my name the, the promo codes I give you it helps me that's how it works Best Fiends uh, great game you can download it at the Apple Store or the Google Play uh, it's friends without the R Best Fiends great game fun Quip uh, that's a toothbrush company, and it's electric toothbrushes that are keep you on schedule. I always say this. Make the mailman work for you. You don't want to go to a CVS anymore. Let's do it through Quip. Quip.com slash JTrain and get your first refill free. Noom. I love Noom because it's just a gentle reminder to stay healthy. On, when you might want to have a bag of chips, it'll tell you why you shouldn't. Noom.com slash JTrain. Noom.com slash JTrain. Ziprecruiter. You know, now more than ever, ZipRecruiter is dedicated to getting you hired. If you're looking for a job, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. FabFitFun, the summer box is happening now. My girlfriend, uh, they send it every quarter and she loves it. It's unbelievable. Get $10 off at FabFitFun.com. Use code JTrain. Okay. Let's do a coronavirus rant of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. This is a user-generated coronavirus rant. I would like to rant about having to start wearing normal clothes again once this is all over. I've been working from home, so I work in my PJs all day. If I leave the house, I usually wear yoga pants, a sports bra, and a T-shirt. I wore normal clothes, jeans, a normal bra, and a shirt all day today while I was out, and it was awful. The jeans were tighter than they used to be, thanks to the extra corn fifteen, and the bra was more uncomfortable than ever. I feel like we're all going to have to learn to adapt to wearing actual clothes again, and it's going to be miserable. I couldn't agree more. I, I I'm with you. I think there should be some sort of two week warning. A horn should go off to let us know, let us know to start eating less, to start eating cleaner, to start working out a little bit more, to start walking. Also, maybe it's a two week, uh, you know, forgiveness. All, we should all be allowed to walk around all of our towns in PJs without judgment for two weeks after the quarantine as we we work our way back into the jeans that we used to wear. Work our way back into the t-shirts. Especially during the summer months, we should have... It should be stretch pants summer. The whole summer should be stretch pants so that we have a definitive end date for when we have to go into actual jeans, if you're having a wedding, stretch pants. If you're doing a you know dinner at restaurants, stretch pants only. You should be kicked out if you're wearing a belt or jeans or anything. It should be only stretch pants. That should be the rule of the country. If they're gonna make us wear masks, they should make us wear stretch pants. They should make us wear you know uh, big baggy sweatshirts, and they should let us wear uh, sandals so we don't have to tie our shoes and start sweating from having to tie our shoes. That should be the rules. That should be a government mandate. If you're going to make us wear masks, we get to wear stretch pants and big sweatshirts and no, and no tied shoes. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in yours to JTrainPodcast at gmail.com, JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Let's do a charcuterie chat. Um, I want to talk about... Okay. Here's a user-generated charcuterie chat. Hit the music, Shelby. Today's charcuterie chat is an email says, so my husband just made this charcuterie board and he put sardines on it. I'd love your thoughts on this choice. I'm going to show this for the listeners at home. You can see there's a can of sardines that almost looks like it's out of Looney Tunes. Like I've never even seen a can of sardines and this looks like it is out of Daffy Duckland. And I got to say, the husband is has to be a narcissistic asshole. There is no way that you put sardines on the on the board and it's not an affront to everyone else that is going to eat off the board. It is almost a way to tell people that you're better than them, that you have better taste buds of them, that you are not a child. Oh, because I imagine you'd look at it and go, why do you have sardines? and they And your husband would look at you and go, Oh, what do you think? There's going to be chicken nuggets on my board? Why don't you grow up and get a, get a palate? A, why, why don't you grow up and get some taste? Why don't you learn to grow up with the rest of us and eat some sardines? It's like, no, dude. Sardines are the most offensive smelling thing. If anything, you're putting up a sign that says, agree with me or get the fuck out of my house. That's what sardines on the board says. That is you saying that I have no wherewithal for anyone else in the room. If you want sardines, have them on your own. Put them in the garage, in the garage fridge, and then you go outside and you bring your cracker outside and you put a sardine on the cracker. Don't make everyone else have to catch up to you and your weird taste buds. One time, I'll never forget it, I put hummus on a plate with my dinner, and someone wrote back, "Ooh, hummus," and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. not you, hummus! You're an idiot. Home ever- uh, millions of people love hummus." If it was sardines on the plate, I could go, yeah, I like sardines. I know, not for everybody. That's If it's a food that's not for everybody, you don't put it on the fucking charcuterie board because the charcuterie board is for everybody to make their own decisions with the board, but not to look at it and feel less than because they don't have the taste buds or the adult palate that you've developed because you've extended yourself into fucking canned sardines world. That's today's charcuterie chat. You can send in your charcuterie chat at, to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com That's Podcast at gmail.com Let's do some hit, quick hit questions right now um, Hold on, before we get there This is Wednesday and Thursday I send these off right as I'm doing the show You guys are getting right beh- beh- behind the curtain here Let's do some quick hits Hit the music, Shelby at what point should you ask if they're looking for long-term or casual before meeting? I don't I don't think you—I always think this is a cop-out question because what do they— spo- The only answer you're going to get is a lie. They're going to go—it's not a lie. They're going to give you the most truthful answer they can. Whenever I was asked, are you looking for long-term or casual? I'm looking to meet people, and if it works out that way, then it works out that way. But sometimes things just work out to be casual, and sometimes they don't, and they go more serious— and that's okay too, but you're never going to get promises at the front of the relationship. What you need to do is go on a date and be unapologetic about your standard, whatever that may be. If your standard is the guy pays for the date, then that's your standard, goodbye, dude. If your standard is I don't fuck on the first date and the guy tries to fuck, you go, goodbye, dude. If your standard is I do fuck on the first date and if this guy can't get it up and he can't come, then I'm leaving, goodbye, dude. That's, it doesn't matter. Just be unapologetic about it because you're not moving on from your match. If you're moving on, casual situationship. When is a good time to hit up uh, to hit up for sex? Been f- uh, forward since. Casual situationship. When is a good time to hit up for sex? Now, now. What are you talking about? How did you and Jordana meet? My other podcast, the You Up podcast, would love for you to all to check it out. I co-host it with Jordana Abraham, I, uh, who is one of the Betches, the founders of Betches, the great media company. I uh, met the Betches uh, via... Uh, I put together a show with them in D.C. like years and years ago, and we've just always kept in contact. Uh, the thing I loved about all the Betches is that I could send stuff to them and they would post it, or they'd be like, not for us. And I think... Honesty, uh, we've always been open and honest with each other, which has always been great. Not a question, but a guy put his negative STD test on Tinder as a profile pic. I swiped left. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Uh, you regularly... I mean, that's him telling you, I'm here for sex and I'm clean. You regularly say emailers focus on on the wrong things to indicate interest. What are the right things? What makes you feel good? In, you Interest you're focused on okay to indicate in their interest first of all it's your interest at first am I having fun am I feeling fulfilled those are the first two questions then are they doing things that make me feel those things if you're looking for a text to tell you if, if it's all texts that are indicating interest you're wrong if it's a person making plans with you then you're right that's a that's a guy that's interested that's a girl who's interested um, I am drinking a lot during quarantine. Is this normal? Totally normal. Go Google drinking a lot during quarantine. It's happening everywhere. Uh, I have a buddy who works in wine. He said that sales are up. Uh, what is the first restaurant you'll go to when we reopen? Uh, comedy Cellar. What do you? Uh, why do guys uh, ask what you're looking for on here on a dating app? Because they're hoping you'll say for you uh, uh, for me to blow you. That's what they're hoping. Guys who say what are you looking for on here. Are only saying that to make sure you don't say serious. That's the only thing. It's the same thing as the girl who asks at what point should you be asking what they're looking for for a lot. It's a cop out. It's a way to get you to be um, to write down a what your your intentions in a contract. It's a verbal contract they're looking for for you to say. Well, I'm only on here to blow dudes, and you're not going to say that. But I know it's crazy, but that's what they're looking for. How far is too far to drive for a hookup? Um. I it's a tough question I think too far to drive for a hookup is is a um, what would feel the word how uh, whatever will take whatever would make you feel bad driving home just think of the drive home that night after you hook up if that person kicks you out and says I'm done uh, thanks for the hookup are you okay with driving three hours home that night that's too far. Best way to bring up why a past thing didn't work out when a guy initiates and reaches out. They're never going to give you the why. I think if someone comes back out of the dead, if someone says like, oh, we should try this again, you just have to start at the standard you held for the reason you broke up. You broke up for a reason. You don't want to redo those reasons. So I would say to them, hey, I, I mean, are we going to do more stuff? Are we going to leave the house more? Are we going to do more dates? Are you going to looking to get more serious than you were before? And they can answer those, but it's easy to lie. So now you have to be unapologetic about your standard. How to get better at flirting? I've unintentionally friend-zoned people. Um, I think being less worried about being awkward and, and, and being a little bit more honest and vulnerable. What's your favorite cheese? Uh, I love a cheddar cheese best way to be running in uh, best way to be when be when running into an ex happy to see them how you been good to see you good luck what's the topic you find most challenging to talk about on the podcast Um, I think it's the most challenging when it's this is a fun podcast I'm supposed to be I'm talking about these things in a fun way I know that these things are also very personal and hurtful to people so I think it's hard because I'm trying to be light and fun with it Um, when it's a situation that's really serious and you have to say like, I don't have an answer. You got to go seek a professional. Those are obviously the most, the most difficult, but I do try to dig into it from a very, uh, personal point of view. And sometimes you could, the fear is that someone will go, well, what do you know about what you're talking about? It's like, I don't know anything. I'm just giving you a personal, uh, point of view that might be out there. That's like mine. So those are the tough ones. Um, Duke of Delta, lame to use the bag tags Delta sends you if you're not Diamond. Yes, that's the lame. If it, if your name bag tag doesn't say Diamond Elite, throw it in the garbage and then pee in the garbage. Uh, guy I'm seeing wants to commit. I'm scared of losing out on other options. Then you don't want to commit to him. Then you're not ready to commit to him. Say hey, I'm not looking to commit. I'm, I'm dating other people and this has been nice. I enjoy hooking up with you, but uh, you know this isn't what I'm looking for. This is, you know, Or maybe it's time to lose that relationship. Maybe you've made the choice already and you say, hey, if I don't want to commit to him now, it's not going to happen later just because you have – you don't want to commit to someone because you have no other options. That's not a good reason. That's our podcast, at gmail.com. Back next episode. Boom.